welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast. It's the podcast that talks about all geeky media-related topics. I am Carol the Fearsome, and with me, as always, is my best friend and pal, Frederick von Blood. Let's get this show on the road. Well, Carol uh, explained that he very much wanted to do the intro for this episode, and I guess the, I just uh, heard the reason. Yes. Um, what what did you call are... me? Frederick von Blood? Yes. Although, if you want to, you can change it and I'll take it in consideration next time. Yeah, because there apparently will be a next time. Like, if you if you thought that Carol had had enough of vampires for a while, you are mistaken. Like, like I I'm live not, by vampires. Like, I'm not sure exactly what has happened to Carol, but he, he, he didn't really care that much about vampires before, but he's in some kind of weird vampire phase, which apparently has lasted quite a while. Yeah, like... Past year, I think. It just started with vampires and now I can't get enough of them. Like, like can I just say that when we, we sometimes talk about episodes to do, like, like Carol comes in with four ideas, which is just vampire team. Then I'm kind of like, okay, we can't do all, all do vampires, Carol. Yeah, I mean, sadly, this is not a vampire-related media uh, podcast. podcast. <laughs> And also, I think it'd be, it be it would get boring quite fast if we only talked about vampires. Yeah, but they have been a but they have been a team, and they and I can say say to the people that they will be a team in some further episodes too. But going back to the topic at hand, today we will cover the original interview with a vampire movie uh, released. Movie, exactly. Because as you know, there's a series by the same name is streaming on uh, AMC+. Plus. Oh, okay. No, no, I didn't really know that. I know that you have told me that there was um, a TV series being made, but I didn't know where it was. Yeah, it's uh, right now it's eight, episode, uh, eight episodes an hour each. And I think an hour I each. would like to maybe talk about it. Yeah, it's an hour each. So it's 10 hours of content. And I wanted to see if it's good. By also maybe prepping you a little bit with the original. Well, they, well, you didn't even know that the original existed. I was the one that told you. No, I knew that it, that it existed. I just, I just never bothered to actually see it before now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to, I guess, talk about the interview with a vampire. Uh, yes, the original one with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Like, I didn't know they had such bangy actors in this one. Yeah, I gotta say that uh, they really got some A-stars actors for this project, I gotta say. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Christian Slater, Christian Dunst, Antonio Benders, or Bendras. Yeah, like all of the top shelf, everyone. Kirsten Dunst, like she was a little baby when they started filming this, but can, can, can you, her performance was also great. Can you say Kirsten Dunst one more time? Kirsten Dunst? Okay. 
I, this is the first time I'm reading her name, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, actually something that I'm just kind of seeing now when I am kind of uh, look, looking at facts is that it apparently had 60 million in budget and made 200, 223 million in box office. So I'm kind of wondering now why it didn't have a sequel because that was kind of a lot of money when this original came out. But do you feel it would make sense to create a sequel? Well, it was based on a book series which had sequels, so uh, in some ways, yes. Oh, it did? I did not know that. You didn't? No, I didn't. As I said, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a baby vampire aficionado. I'm not really into all vampire media. We have talked uh, a lot a lot about them um, re- uh, a lot recently about movies that had <laughs> that has k- kind of been the first part of uh, an ongoing book series. Yeah, Fallen Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> These are not the only ones, but it's the ones that came to my mind. Yeah, Vampire Academy, uh, yeah. Yeah, but they don't always get a sequel, just like this one. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering why this one didn't get a sequel, but anyway, doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah, but this story follows a... Uh, it follows... What was his name? Louis. He he was a plantation owner in the, in the 600s, was it? Hmm, yeah, something like that, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, and... Let's see. Owner 1791 Spanish Luciana. Or Linz. Yeah, where he meets uh, Lutus, right? Yeah, uh, 1791, it seems like. Yeah, that because it, it. I mean, I'm. I'm. It's kind of weird that they made him a plantation owner. Uh. But I guess it was just like a like when they made the movie, it seems like the most obvious choice, because they portrayed him as like this kind gentleman, like kind, loving human soul. But he owned slaves. <laughs> so, hmm. so there might be a more reason for him to becoming a vampire, I guess. In many ways, one thing that I thought about when reading history is that you. Sometimes you can't clander pe- people who lived in that t- time frame in in some ways because that is kind of how they were, were t- teach and grew grew up. It, it it is wrong, but you can't. I don't. It's a it's a weird qu- No no no. I think I I think I know what you're getting at. I can't impose today's standards on, for example, the ni- this the 1700s. In in some ways, yes, it's uh, as as we said, it's uh, it's well, what they did were were wrong. But in some ways, you you can't clander maybe an everyday per- person for having some some of those hateful t- thoughts because they kind of were in that history's time fr- time frame, just the way how you would act and think. Yeah, I mean, in his defense, it's been shown like 
as the movie goes on that he doesn't he didn't really care about the plantation it wasn't what he wanted to do he just wanted to like miserate and die because he couldn't find pleasure in life and even then when he became a vampire he like it didn't take that long for him to just burn this place down and maybe in that way also liberate everyone he had under his control hmm. so he, he like I, I can get what you're saying like it he was just a product like Lewis was a product of his time at that point yeah in some ways you yeah you can say that uh, but uh, yeah Louis meets uh, Lestat and uh, as he's being turned into a vampire there he begins his life of undeath yeah he he's kind of before he meets uh, him he's kind of also a bit depressed because his uh, uh, his wife or lover who carried his child died recently yeah and he's just in a down, downward spiral he drinks He's, uh, he he sleeps with hookers, he gambles away his money, He, as he said, he invites death, which was what led Lestat to turning him into a vampire. Mm. Um, and the movie follows this, well, not adventure or romp, just this, just this recollection as Lewis is, is retelling his life story to the reporter he just met. Um, yeah, maybe we should mention that, that uh, the... The beginning of the film is uh, the, is um, Louise uh, kind of just talking to our reporter, played by Christian Slater, about uh, his vampire life. Can I also mention how the first scene? I I, I think uh, I just think how much time has changed because uh, the reporter, played by Slater, like, he's just compulsively smoking indoors, right? Yeah. And which wouldn't fly by, at least here in Sweden, it's not as usual to, 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 to smoke indoors. There's a lot of things that wouldn't really slide in movies today I have noticed. Like the last five or ten years or something like that, there's, there's been a lot of things in movies where which you kind of are like, you can't really do that nowadays. Yeah, it's interesting, but I guess... It's it's not like a like it's not it's not just our feeling because I bet people from ten years ago probably felt the same way about their movies ten years ago. Like it just becomes more sanitized. I feel like it, it kind of always uh, does in some points. I I guess like yeah. If, if we're just going to talk about how the things have changed, like uh, in. I remember as a kid I watched, uh, as uh, has been well documented in this podcast, I watched all the Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were, sometimes they were filled with uh, uh, things like uh, uh, guns. And uh, when I think about it, Donald even was drafted into war. And uh, yes, and some... A lady lust and things like that 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 you maybe wouldn't really see young cartoons to today yeah i mean in our pinocchio episode especially we... guns when i think about it yeah like uh, in our pinocchio episode you also mentioned uh, or not pinocchio just live action uh, failures from last years you mentioned how they changed pinocchio in a way that doesn't really make sense anymore just to comply with like today's standards yeah 
Like like in the original, it was very clear that he did bad, Pinocchio did bad things because he, in, in the animated film, he smoked and he drunk beer and things like that. In the new version, he is just, oh, drink this root beer. Sure. Yeah, which which kind of like dulls the the whole. When when message. the point when the point of the message is that it's bad to do this stuff. Like it's just uh, such a weird thing for me in that in that way of how how we are thinking nowadays that hmm we can't really show that stuff because it's bad to show that stuff. But if the point is to show the stuff to make people aware that it is bad, then shouldn't you show it? It's it's weird, but I, but I mean it's coming back. Uh, to we're, just... we're getting away from the point a little, little bit of this episode. I feel like. Yeah, I feel it's becoming less about uh, Lewis and more about uh, just the just the movie, like just the industry in general. Mm. Uh, but uh, going back, uh, so Lewis and uh, let's start. Uh, they don't become friends. It's more like they. Since Lestat turned Louis into a vampire, he Louis is kind of dependent on Lestat to train to becoming a vampire. But his human guilt is proving him too strong to kill humans. So he feasts on rats, on rats and animals instead. Which Louis is like, yeah, no, guy, you gotta live a little bit. Uh, and feast uh, on humans. Yeah, like feast on humans. You're still feeling bad, but you can train away that complex from, like. You, you can you can kill your guilt. It's kind of what you have to do. Ju- the blood is just so much more tasty. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, I'm I'm not I'm not really hiding it that much. I'm into dudes, right? And this whole their relationship. Are you? No, yes, I am. It's such a surprise. <laughs> and also vampires. <laughs> Like, if Carol would have met a vampire guy, then, oh, what could have happened then? No, I wouldn't do anything. Immortality is, like, one of my greatest fears. Okay. Uh, But, nevertheless, uh, I just wanted to mention, because their relationship is so toxic, but also reminds me of so much, like, relationships, like, romantic relationships. Because, the like, you know how Lestat, as, as the time goes on... Uh, Luis burns down his estate. He's losing, losing control. He's acting out. He's getting like, you, he, like Lestat finds him in the ditch in the sewers, like surrounded by corpses of animals. And the way for Lestat to keep Luis with him is to turn a like turn a girl into a vampire just so that he can have a pretend family. Because he know that uh, he knows that he like Luis wouldn't leave like. Uh, what was her name? Claudia with Lestat. Mm. Do you think? Do you think that if uh, the book was written today, that there would be, have been a more romantic context to those characters? Oh, baby, I've heard that in the new series there is more romantic context. Oh, well, great. <laughs> it's a win for me, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, good for you, Carol. Uh, yeah, we keep winning. Well, <laughs> but even then, it feels a lot like that because, like, throughout, like, after they get Claudia, uh, they are a family for thirty years. Yeah. 
which just keeps this that that's why that's why it's so hard for like that's why it wasn't Louise who staged like this this overflowing less tapped uh, because uh, Claudia realized that yeah I am stuck in a body of a young girl and I will never be able to grow up yeah Claudia kind of realizes that while her while her personality keeps growing and evolving her body is not yeah and so so she is kind of becoming really angry at them of why did you turn me into a vampire when I was a little girl? I can't grow up. Yeah. I'm going uh, to stay like this forever. And Lestat is just his, his arrogant self. Is, and he's like, well, if I hadn't turned you into a vampire, you'd be dead right now. Which, in her case, might be preferable to her fate, which is what she's like stuck with. Well, in many ways, you can very much understand the ang- anger because... Well, why wouldn't she be fur- furious at them? Yeah, and also like it's it's again it's Lestat. He he's changing people. It's first it was Louis, and he was unhappy with his existence, and then it was Claudia. Like he wanted a daughter. He he loved her in a way since he was buying her toys every year, as to like commi- like as to like celebrate her being turned into a vampire. Mm. Like she like he pampered and spoiled her, but. It doesn't change the fact that he did it thoughtlessly, and con- like and just and just chain her to being a like a thirteen year old forever or fifteen year old. Yeah, something like that. Probably not fifteen. Yeah, I don't remember how old she was when she was turned. I think she was supposed to be a kid. Yeah, but she but she is a kid, and from this con- con- uh, confrontation, uh, Claudia. Uh, she like she persuades Louis to. No, she didn't persuade. What happened? It was, she tells Louis that she wants to end it. Louis said he can't do it, so she puts opium in the bodies of two little children as a makeup gift. And I'm gift. And I'm making like air quotes, listeners. <laughs> uh. And he gets poisoned, he drinks dead blood, which is like a sin or like a rule you're not supposed to break as a vampire. And uh, as Lestat retaliates, uh, Louis protects Claudia from his wrath and they throw him into a swamp when he's dying. Yeah, but as revealed later on, he didn't really die. No, he didn't. He came back. Like, they thought that they'd be safe and they enjoyed their time. Like, they, as Louis said, that they were alive. They, in a way, like, Louis, in a way, had what he lost. Because he had this daughter he always wished he had with his wife, this child. Even mm. though she was a vampire and she was 30 years old, they were family. And, yeah, and he, Claudia felt the same. Yeah, he is very protective of her in some ways. He... he a lot of his motivations in this film is trying to make Claudia happy. And uh, that becomes harder and harder to do, you can say, as time goes on. Yeah, because as, as you said, Claudia is... Uh, she, 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 she's a grown woman. And there is this weird relationship where she sees Louis as, as her father, and, but also as her love... Which is, 
Well, it's not something she can act upon because even though they're not related, she's a child. Whenever she likes it or not. Uh, and Oz I always, ca I always kind of find it weird in media in some way when, it, when uh, the father figure, even thought they aren't related to the one they're raising. Uh, it, it, it always is weird sometimes when they do that thing of, uh, oh, I'm in love with you, but but I raised you as a little kid. Well, that doesn't matter. We aren't related. No, it freaking matters. Yeah, God. it's still. It's still weird. Yeah, like, god damn it. It's, you missed the point. The point is not that you, like, you won't get, like, if you get freaky, there won't be, like, any, any weird stuff. Like, you won't have weird kids. No, <laughs> the point is, there's a bond between you, between a parent and a child, and you're breaking it. And you're, yeah. and you're making it gross. Like, like there, there, there just is something wrong with... <laughs> See, see, seeing something more in the people in in the people that you held as a baby. Yeah, like I cannot imagine being in that position. It just and just like going on with it. Like, if I adopted a child and, and they came up with shit like this to me, we'd have a serious conversation about why it's not happening. <laughs> like, I'd still love them to bits. They would be my kid, but we would have to talk about it and figure out what was really the cause. Yeah. <laughs> like the, it would... Yeah, let's just move on. It's just yeah. wrong. <laughs> Diddling your kids is bad. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, what what happens next? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so... As... We, we have talked about some really interesting <laughs> topics, I well, gotta say. Like, this is just winding left and right into side conversations. It, I love it. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, as all of this is happening, all the performances, like I want to take a little detour. As all of this is happening, just the costumes, the atmosphere, the the scenes, the like the vibe is immaculate. It really sells this this. It's not gloom. It's like it just works. Mm. It's it's I, such a beautiful movie. Like I gotta say that there is also something weird because. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are just so, such a well-known actors. So it's kind of just a bit weird to see them look this way. Yeah. La, la, like the, these glowing eyes and the, those and those costumes at the same time. It, You're yeah, not used it, to it, but it works because they're so great. Yeah. Also, but there, there is just some weird element of fun in it, you can say. But can I also say Tom Cruise? Like, Brad Pitt, he sold the role as Luis, but he, but, but Lestat, Tom Cruise, in, like, as Lestat, jeez, he's beautiful. Mm. Like, I can get why so many women fell for Lestat. Like, he's just... And I'm not, I'm like, I'm not like he. He is like the ep epitome of like a like a trained killer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I can understand it. I don't feel the same way, but I can understand it. So it's it's it's. I don't know. I just want to say Tom Cruise, you did such a good job. <laughs> uh, but enough about uh, uh, the the dressing. 
uh, we continue the story uh, as uh, the as as Louise and Claudia are looking into the origins of the vampires because Claudia wants to see the origins. Uh, Lestat returns. Uh, turns out him being prone to the crocodiles wasn't enough to get rid of him, uh, which means that he's back and he wants to enact revenge on his family that uh, destroyed him. Uh, but he doesn't do that. Uh, he is instead burned alive, and as uh, and as because he's get he gets a lamp thrown at him. So as they are running away from their burning host home, they escape from America into Europe. Uh, they travel all across the countries into the old cities, to Italy, to Europe, to Norway, to just where they would expect the vampires to be, and they end up in France. Uh, in France, they finally meet uh, a living vampire, someone who is just like them. And as they're also traveling, they also begin to live. Uh, their, their, their family is more strong than ever. Um, and that's where the trouble begins. Because the vampires in the old world, they are very, how do you say, behind the times. They dress up in fancy costumes. They have galas and theaters. They have presentations where they pretend to be human, pretend to be humans pretending to be vampires, which is all just so crude. Uh, they skulk around underneath the ground, uh, living in coffins and like uh, like almost sewer scripts. Uh, and uh, they just can't move on with the times. Just like the leader of the vampires, the one who, who turned Lestat, says the vampires are stuck in their own time as the world continues to change um, and trouble began since that's where they learn killing a vampire is a big no-no in vampire circles and they did kill Lestat and they also did admit to it so Ow. yeah so the secret gets out they get Shaken, from, they they get taken from uh, as uh, as uh, Louise is warned about uh, just the whole deal with Claudia because you're not supposed to turn little kids into vampires. That is also a big no no, and she is in danger because she as as a vampire she won't be able to take care of herself. She's stuck in a little kid's body, so she plans to turn a woman who misses her own daughter into a caretaker for Claudia. As they're about to do it. They get ambushed and they are dragged back into the vampire lairs and Louis is supposed to be buried alive for a few thousand years and Claudia and her taker her take her, her take care her, 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 her take care her her caretaker her taker Well you succeeded finally Her caretaker Jeez uh, there are her, four... her caretaker. Say that fast three times. Her caretaker, her care, caretaker, her caretaker, her See? caretaker, her caretaker. Yeah, it's awful. What are you making? Caretaker. <laughs> and they are supposed to be killed by sunlight. They are thrown into a bottom of the well and they await the sunlight to finish them off. Um, and I think also wanted to take a little short stop there because as they're being dragged into uh, like the catacombs and they're being 
like separated and thrown into their own distinctive cells. It really shows how much more human Lewis is in comparison to all the other vampires. And also, even though Claudia is not as human, she's also more human than the rest of them because she is part of a family. All of them, the vampires probably don't have families because they just live like gremlins clad in fancy, like decadent clothes. But they're still hiding from everyone. They're just like rats hiding from sunlight. Yeah, but they have each other, Carol. Do they? It seems Not really. Me, it seems to me like vampires stuck in the like underground of France. They don't really have the same connection with each other like Louis and uh, and uh, I just heard Claudia. Claudia had yeah w one thing that I kind of also Claudia's caretaker wasn't she turned by Claudia herself into a vampire no because Claudia being so young she co she wasn't able to turn anyone oh so it was Claudia who made uh, it was Claudia who begged and asked Louise to turn that woman into a vampire. Because there also comes a point in this film where the Cla Claudia and Louise are more Claudia when I think about it. They're thinking about the fact of separating from each other as they don't really have that good of a relationship anymore. But they still, I guess, care for each other in some way. I think the separation was mostly caused because Louise understood that her being a small child could prove difficult for the vampires, like that she should send her away. And Claudia, realizing that, was angry because Louise just was tossing her aside again and they were family. It was kind of like mm -hmm. a betrayal if he did that. Like, he can't just send her away because she won't be able to, to make it on her own. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, so what happens is, as Lewis is being uh, like, pam pam pam, bricks by bricks, like it's it this whole like this whole sequence when they're being dragged into the underground and separated, and Lewis is being thrown into a like metal coffin with clamps, just so that he can't leave for hundreds of years. That was terrifying. Uh, mm. And it turns out, as Louis is rescued, it's too late for Claudia and her take her caretaker. And uh, yeah, L Louis takes revenge. <laughs> he burst. Well, if we're going to stay a little bit about Claudia, as she dies, uh, yeah, you you kind of just go, going to be honest. She didn't have that good of a life if we're, we're being honest. She was turned into a vampire of her, of, not in her free will. Yeah. Also, and, when, when and, she... and she is kind of just forced to live her the rest of her life as a child and the limits that that brings and yeah, the li limitations she also has. Yeah, and also when she was human she also lived like in squalor. She was extremely poor. And she almost died of the plague. Yeah. Like, Claudia is a really tragic character, because even though she had, like, a loving family, her fate was until, ulti like, ultimately 
extremely sad. And like, also, uh, like Lu Louise tried to care for her, and uh, uh, and he did in, in many ways. Yeah, he he really care, cared for her and wanted the best of her, but the other parent uh, less that. Yeah, he he more saw her. If I understand it correct, he more saw her as as kind of a weapon that could be trained. Yeah, like a student. Mm. Um, I think... What do you think? Do, do you think that Lestat loved her? No, I, I don't really... I, th I think he has maybe lived so long that he doesn't particularly care for other people that much. Like, they, they are just some, some people that uh, he met at at a, a time point and just kind of like yeah yeah I'm going not I'm not going to remember you in 50 years no what fair point but on the other side I think he he turned her for selfish reasons to keep Louis at bay but I think with mm. time as I said he kept bringing her dolls each time on her birthday and he spoiler and doted on her I think with time he started to love her and that's why it hurt so much when she started to rebel and like she said like she can't like what are you like are you treating me like a doll like I am stuck like this and I'm not a little kid even if I look like like even even mm. if I look like one yeah and I guess we also got to mention the fact on the reason why Louise br uh, was able to break out from his coffin is because he in in the time in French, he meets another vampire. What wasn't it Armand? Yeah, it was Armand. 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 And they start to form a little bit of a relationship, and that's kind of also a breaking point for Claudia, as she, she noticed that they are kind of having a connection with each other. Yeah, I mean she was jealous. Like, she asked if they would make a nice pair, which, I mean, I think that's what Armand wanted, because he he felt dead inside. He wanted to, someone to bring him life, and it sounds romantic because it could be interpreted that way. Mm. <laughs> but Louise said, no, I'm straight, and he left. <laughs> <laughs> or he understood that he couldn't provide Armand what he needed. Yeah, one of those two options. <laughs> you decide which, dear listener. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just not into you in that way. I mean, it was, wasn't it basically what he said? Like, I can't bring, like, you're already dead. I can't bring you back to life. Just, just say subtext, wink. Uh, but uh, after this, after uh, Louise uh, burns down the theater, the undergrounds, the coffins, he slays a lot of vampires, killing his own people. Yada, yada, yada. Everything is gone. Everything is burnt to the ground. And he says goodbye to Armand because he cannot... Because what Armand wants is what, Let, is what Lestat wanted. He wanted a companion. He didn't want it to be alone because everyone, every single vampire feels alone, kind of feels like. Mm. Like Claudia, she also didn't want to stay alone. Louise, he fought in tooth and nail because he also didn't want to be alone. Lestat, 
basically the whole shebang with Luis and Claudia was also because he felt he was lonely. And he left Armand, and since then, he was alone. He didn't do anything else. He's, he traveled, he came back to America, and he came is back to the Is that what this film is about? Loneliness? I think it might be. Because it's like, a lot of characters' motivations circle around loneliness. Luis, for his loved, like, his wife and his child, and then... He didn't want to like he didn't want to be without Claudia. Unless that also he didn't want to be alone. That's why he 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 did horrible things. Claudia also didn't want to be alone. So that's why he like she asked for care her taker. Armand didn't want to be alone. The vampires they were all alone in their own ways. Well, uh, I guess I guess what happens next isn't this this time point where Louise returns to Lestat? Yes, I think he does in the story because he he hasn't he haven't he hasn't finished the interview yet. That's when he meets Lestat, right? Well, I, I I'm pretty sure that he returns to the place where Lestat is. Yeah, so he travels to New Orleans and he and he ends up in his like on the on the plantation that he once owned owned where mm. he meets Lestat turns out he's, he's alive yeah he is alive he 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 well, he is traumatized and he just like Armand said he couldn't move on with the times he he's he's like he's stuck in 1700s afraid of helicopters and lights outside and he was always dreaming of Louise coming back to him and them being together again. But it cannot be like that because Louise doesn't want that. So saying one last goodbye, they 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 go their different ways. How beautiful. Yeah, because like as as we said, the stuff he's lonely. He and also like Armand Armando because Armando wanted also someone to keep him along with the times, like a, like a chain to the, like the right now. That's what Lestat also needed. Because without it, he just ended up like a a sorry mess. Okay, and then we're I guess back at the interview again. Yeah. Yeah, and the interview. So this whole time, uh, this was an interview. Uh, Luis was retelling his life story. And trying to convey how awful it is to be a vampire. Because it's a life full of loneliness, full of betrayal, full of hurt. Mm. And the interviewer just goes, no, you're not empty. I want what you have. I would love to be a vampire. It seems bothered that you can do so much stuff and I can't do anything. Haven't you listened to my story? Yeah, like, haven't you listened to everything he just said? <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why were they doing the interview in the first place? Like I have forgotten. I think it's just maybe just Louis want like going back to loneliness. Maybe he just wanted to say to talk to someone about it because he's not exactly he didn't say exactly like hide this information, don't share it with anyone. He said like share it with whoever you want, do whatever you want. I'm leaving. Right? 
Uh, let's see, the film kind of ends with the, uh, the interviewing meeting uh, Lestat in a car. Yeah, as he's driving away in fear. And I guess he hurts him and uh, the interviewer gets a choice by uh, Lestat that uh, if he wants to be turned into a vampire or not. Well, I mean, the choice is if he wants to be a vampire or die, which I feel like also, like this is the reason, f- th- this is the reason why they're so like Louise and Estat is so different because Louise knows that this choice is a curse, so he didn't want to even present it to him to to the interviewer. But Lestat is satisfied with having a lackey that he can bond with, even though he knows that it will destroy this interviewer's life. I wonder really what's the point of this movie when I think about it. Is is it just how tragic vampire life can be or Yeah, like I don't th- like th- that's why I said that immortality is like one of my greatest fears. Because just seeing everyone love you love and you want and you cherish die and uh, like in in this in the case of vampires you're like it's it's a sad existence, really. Like you can you can drown your sorrows in parties and feasting and theater, but as Armand said, most of the vampires cannot bear with immortality. They 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 end their existence pretty quickly because they don't have they don't have anyone. So, final thoughts on the film, Carol. I like it. Recommend it. Go see it. Uh, if we, you would give it a 1 out of 10? Probably a 9. 9? Yeah. Nine I, would of... maybe, I would maybe say a 5 or 6. But you see, there is one thing you forgot. I have a bias for vampires. <laughs> no, I haven't forgotten that. I am um, lo- looking at our schedule in the future and probably I probably will not forget that. But why why would you score it so low? I don't know. I just didn't think that it was that special of a film, if I'm being honest. L- I mean... Like to to me, it was o- okay, but not really anything more special than that. It was an okay film, I guess. I mean, not every movie is for everyone, and I and I can see like why why would it, why we wouldn't vibe with it. I, I guess my biggest problem with this film is that I just don't feel like it has, that it really has a conclusion to anything. I guess that's why that is one of the reasons. I just I just don't feel like it concludes in a satisfying way or in any way whatsoever. Isn't that the thing that the, that the reporter said during the interview? Well, maybe I don't. I don't. I I don't remember if I'm being honest. Because he did. It's it's when uh, Luis tells the story like, yeah, now I'm here, and he's asking like, wait, but doesn't have it like a story. How does it end? And I think it kind of goes with the point of loneliness and the vampires. Like for them, death is not really a concern, so there isn't an end. It just keeps going. And how much meaning you derive from that is like to your own interpretation. I feel like, like they're forced yeah, to not I, have an I end. Just, 
Yeah, but I just feel, if I'm being quite honest, Carol, I just kind of felt like this film was uh, vampire porn. <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I think that's one of the major reasons you liked it. And, and me that maybe isn't as into vampires as you are. Maybe I just saw it as an okay film. Like, like I wouldn't say that it's uh, that it's bad. I wouldn't really say that it's good either. It's kind of just in some middle point. To me, it does. To me, it doesn't succeed in really anything great or deep. But at the same time, it doesn't have anything that incredibly bad in it too. I'm gonna disagree on one point. I think it succeeds in showing something deep. Which is either loneliness or that... <laughs> How can I say it? I mean, Louis' life was great because he had... Because he held on to his humanity. That's what all of the vampires in the movie lacked. And it showed how miserable it would be to be a vampire. And I, and I liked it. Well, I guess, uh, I guess that's uh, it for this episode. Yes. So, listeners... As always, thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. <clears throat> Don't forget to follow, hit that bell icon, or follow us on socials like Twitter, YouTube, or Tumblr. Also, big thanks to Jahazar for intro and outro comedy. So see you again in the next episode, and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. What was that? You were in the accent and well just gave up. <laughs> I'm trying to... I gotta keep you on your toes, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that was the, me the meaning. <laughs> okay, goodbye.